All right, welcome to the Pineapple Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is my friend Matt. In the back, we have Josh and Dave. Say hi, guys. Hi, Hello. guys. And with us, we have a special guest, Brandon Carter. Where is he? Oh, hey. <laughs> Thanks for coming today, man. Today, we uh, cover a lot of things from basically his journey through with We Hot Buffalo right here. How they found their sounds, how they changed from yesterday's forgotten into what they became. Also, his uh, Pineapple Studio C, his setup, what he can do, the work he can do remotely. He basically knows no bounds. So stay tuned, stick around, and see what's in store. Here we go. I feel like I, sh- <laughs> I, feel like I should have done something with the hand because you both <laughs> had something with your hand. Cue the music. I want to throw this out there. Matt, you used to be in a band called Yuka. I was, yeah. So we actually do know each other and have known each other for many years. There we go. That's y- longer yes. than here, hey? Yes, I have to say, <laughs> probably. Yeah, that we know each other. Yes, there we go. Forgotten. That was my first band. We played many, many, many shows together. Oh, that's wicked. I yeah. love it. But yeah. I love it. I mean, we're old now and forgetful. And, yep. Yeah. Bad, bad hip forgotten, it, really. Yeah, it definitely has been forgotten. A lot, <laughs> a lot of it. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of small worlds like that with you, I find. It is. I like. It's one of those things that I think is so cool in that world is sharing the stage with so many amazing people and seeing where they've come to where they've gone and what they've done and how their journeys and what they're. I'm always fascinated with even your journey. Like so. Okay, so let's just start from there where you mentioned like how, where did it go? Where did it go? Okay, so it started with yesterday's forgotten. The the name when we chose the name. The, the obvious joke there was that, you know, you're going to call yourself yesterday's forgotten and it's just going to be forgotten. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's forgotten. I mean, I haven't forgotten it and I'm sure there's other people out there who haven't. The, the Facebook page is still active, which is hilarious because we get the odd like. That's hilarious. And I'm like, wow, this band has been done for well over a decade. But from there, we stopped trying to be something that we... This incubus sort of, uh, you know, kind of pop, I don't know, new metal, like it was the early 2000s. So there was, you know, we were trying to be something radio friendly and and trying to mimic that. And from there, we wrote one song. It was just one song that just kind of catapulted us away from that and into We Hunt Buffalo. And that song's called The Search. Very popular tune, I suppose. Same uh, guys? uh, Well, no. Um... Wow, let me think back here. Um, Brendan did join the band late in Yesterday's Forgotten's existence. And yeah, and, and it was the three of us, myself, Ryan, and Brendan that wrote. I love that. Brendan yeah, and we, Brandon. We, yeah, we wrote The Search. And so, uh, so can I ask a question just how, like not to cut you off, but it, I'm absolutely fascinated. What was the, like were you guys one day just in the studio and be like, like I have this song or how did that come to be like that song that was the song that kind of just changed you from here to going that way I think it was a riff it was it was legitimately like the first realization that we were going in the wrong direction and this riff Ryan brought to the table that turned into this song was like okay this is like way more raw this is way different than you know us trying to push to be something that 
clearly, I mean, it was working, but it wasn't, it wasn't working. I mean, yeah, we, we, uh, we switched gears and we rolled with that sound, that, that heavier, fuzzier, stoner, whatever you want to call it kind of sound. And, and yeah, and it, I mean, no regrets because it's gotten me where, where I am now. Was there something you think that instigated that change? Like different uh um, you guys change your room you rehearsed in did you guys move somewhere i mean else? i feel like we, we kind of felt like we were spinning our wheels i think uh i think we're i mean i'm going back way back in time here uh like there wasn't an exact moment uh there wasn't an exact like like scene change or you know there wasn't anything going on that was like a catalyst to it but it was just ryan came in with this riff one day we wrote the tune and we we're like it was just like we put the brakes on everything that was the focus of yesterday's forgotten and pushed on with this fuzzy, heavy riff and, and it spiraled into everything you've heard, heard from, from us up until this point, I guess. Yeah. It's crazy how that can change. Man, that's cool. Did you like, like, uh, not to cut you, sorry, cutting people off left, right and center. (laughs) Um, Did you actually, I'm just fascinated by it though, because it's so cool to think you were going here. Like, I, again, it's one of those things like the freedom to be who you are is just so absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that realization of like, cause I mean, I even know too with you, cause that it was like, you, you know, writing and you'd hear things like, well, you got to write this to, you know, to be this, mm-hmm. whether that be radio friendly or easier for people to digest or whatever it may be. And I remember just even for ourselves feeling like, I remember a time when I came and I was like, oh, I got like, I could write a million slow songs that were all these emotional, melancholic slows. And I was like, oh, we got to keep, you got to keep the crowds pumped. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess there goes all those songs. And we legit, like, rarely ever played any that I'd ever written. Like, we didn't even touch those ones. So it fascinates me that you guys were like, one song. And then, so from there, did you guys go, hey, let's just keep going down this. Like, this, it's flowing. Let's just keep going. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I feel like the first record or the first EP, it came pretty pretty quickly. Like, it, it all fell into place. And it was that realization of okay, this is the direction we should be going. It was, it was easier than, than pushing to, to write, you know, whatever it was that Yesterday's Forgotten was. And I mean, like, I'm not saying anything bad about anything that we wrote with Yesterday's Forgotten. That was like my infancy as a musician. I learned so much just from, from writing and from, you know, and from fumbling through it. And, you know, some of your best learned things, this is terrible English, but... You learn, you learn, you learn the best from your mistakes, right? Totally. Yeah. Did you that... ever uh, work with any producers that helped really change your sound drastically at all, or was it always just internal band? Um, no. I mean, with Yesterday's Forgotten, we worked with a producer named Jay Evian, and he Juice, 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 yeah. yeah. And he, uh, <laughs> he actually kind of held our hands through the whole process of working with a producer, and. I mean, nothing against him whatsoever because the guy is just, he's fantastic. I haven't talked to him in eons. I'd love to rekindle that. But um, anyways, he, um, yeah, like he, he, he showed us how to listen to, you know, the advice of someone who's not in the band, which is kind of a weird thing, you know, like, especially when you're a young guy and you're, totally. you know, you're thinking, okay, this is my baby. I want to do this my way. But then when you get that opportunity to work with someone who has that clout and, and you look up to them and then they're telling you to do this, 
And it's not only like the performance um, in the studio, it's just like the the understanding what he's saying and like translating that in your head and remembering and and knowing that like you're not the only guy here that's going to produce something amazing. He actually gave us and gave me the, the best advice I've ever, ever received as a musician was <clears throat> to take criticism yeah. and to, to take it for what it is. Not that it's a negative thing, because I feel like any musician at any stage um, will get some sort of criticism, and the way that you, the way you take that, and and how you react to that, is it says so much about you, not just as a musician, but as as a person, because criticism, to me, is it's not someone saying you suck, it's someone telling you that if you do this this way your result will change yeah whether you're going to like that result or not just take take that for what it is like like i don't like this maybe you should try this and and yeah that that helps so much with songwriting and just just being able to to get along with your other musicians because if you've got totally. a guy in the band that's like hey man i don't like that bass line and they're like fuck you man you know like don't harp on my bass like no dude like like chill out like just 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 listen to what i'm saying you know best advice like legitimately i i use that uh, that bit of advice throughout my whole life that's cool yeah yeah it's good life advice it is it really is yeah yeah i found the same thing working with a producer too same like when you actually let go and take it in from take input from someone else it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. well how do you um First of all, that's like absolutely awesome. But how did you how did you know you could trust his advice? Like, because if you're going in with multiple producers and each one's wanting to, and each one's throwing in advice that you like, how did you know? Because you you were very confident in his advice and it's good advice. Uh, well, I mean, at that time and and our age and and just us being these like bright eyed, like oh my god, we're we're working with the producers. Like it was just everything was coming at us. Like we we felt so it wasn't overwhelmed, but we just felt so like privileged to be mm-hmm. in, in that position. But like, uh, did I you don't hear know. stuff coming out of juice mix kind of like, a, see um, no, not necessarily, but just like his name, he had, he had the name around town and, and people we talked to who were like, Oh, you're working with him. He's, he's great. He's great. And, and you know, like we were coming up, we, we didn't, we didn't know what to expect in that mm-hmm. world. So, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a cool thing. It was it was a very yeah. it was a very cool thing just at at that age and at our our level just to you know it's like this is our first step up. Yeah. That's cool. It's cool that he uh he gave you such great ad like advice that has stuck with you as well oh, cuz I remember that when you're young and impressionable and it was like um you're just taking everything in. So it's like especially too like when you get the opportunity to be like this is us. Like every I think artist wants to be able to say like this is me. Like what I'm creating is me. It's not for anybody. This is just me. And then when it also, you know, it uh, connects the way that your music did connect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. So when somebody says like advice, like, cause I remember too, like multiple producers, but if you're taking in everything that they all say yeah. and it's not the right person for you, it's like, it can even send you in a worse spiral yeah. of like, now I'm not sure like, cause oh, this isn't going to be. So I think it's very cool that you got great advice from a person that you did trust that came from trust. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. And it's confusing because 
you know, be yourself and, you know, write from the heart and do you doesn't really go with, you know, listen to someone else and take their input in. But if you find a way to like, you know, use it to your, not to your advantage, but to your advantage, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, even the fact that you guys were open to it, like at that age, man, that's just fucking unbelievable. Yeah. And you have to respect that person, you know, to, to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. Because everyone, everyone's got an opinion, right? Definitely. Opinions are like assholes. When you're, you're, well, yeah. Opinions are like assholes. (laughs) Everyone's got got one. But yeah, I mean, when you're That's young and impressionable, deep. it's definitely Thank you. never heard that. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a cool <laughs> thing to have someone you know looking at you and seeing yeah. potential and, but you know, and and it, it almost seems weird to me now. Like if I was to work with a producer, if they didn't say anything, I would almost like be kind of concerned. It's like, right? Yeah, you think there's no way everything's perfect, man. Like, come on, pipe up, say something. Come on. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, <laughs> like when we uh, we recorded the Hive with uh, with Tannis Gibbons. Um, when we did our self-titled, yeah. Uh, like, she didn't really have a, a huge lot to say. Um, she, but she was so awesome. We worked all, it was all night shift, so it was all, like, midnight to, like, 4 or 5 awesome. in the morning. And uh, in all honesty, it was probably one of my favorite recording experiences just because of that. And, and it was, like, our first um, our first crack at, at at showing off our new sound, you know? And, um, was that the first time you recorded at the hive as well? First and only sadly. Um, but yeah, like really cool experience and, and she was so chill and, and, and like just the whole thing was just, it just felt so, so comfortable. Uh, it, it, recording experiences, even, even on the last record, even on this record, very nerve wracking. And it feels like every, every album gets a little more nerve wracking, I guess for me, just cause the expectation is a lot yeah, higher. You that know? makes sense. So, and I mean, working with Jesse, like Jesse Gander, who did our last two records. And I mean, the guy is one of them. Yeah. The guy, he's, he is hands down. He's hands down my favorite that we've worked with. Uh, he, uh, he didn't really have, he's never really like had like, like full song changing ideas. He's always had the right idea. The guy knows what works. The guy knows sound. He knows he knows he knows dynamic he knows he knows how a song should sound the guy is he's a masterful he's the master that's he really is cool. Jesse Gander Jesse Gander just a, a gem of a human that's awesome that's yeah. really cool yeah and sorry where did you record this with him rain city rain city yeah. oh okay that's yeah. where uh vibe cave is which oh I'm pretty sure it's in that huge studio and if I'm wrong and I look like an idiot right now, that's cool. I'll just cut it out. I'll fact check that. <laughs> yeah. If I'm right, I'm going to be a hero. Yeah. And if I'm right, I'm leaving it in. I'm going to repeat it on a loop. <laughs> he was wrong. He was wrong. He was yeah. wrong. That's he was awesome. wrong. He was wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I love the art in this freaking thing. Yeah, it's super cool. Will Phillips, guy from Vancouver. Uh, yeah, he does crazy crazy art like these giants on the back here like that's gnarly and he does a lot of stuff like that like he's got cool like fantasy sort of creatures yeah. everything is it's like awesome it's right up mythical my crazy really and yeah 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 it's a badass badass cover keep it refreshing is my favorite song right now okay cool 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 i dig it yeah that was uh, that to me was was up there uh, of one of my favorites on the record and like I was saying to you earlier, we, we don't play it 
all that often. <laughs> We've like, like, <laughs> why? Embarrassed to say that, like Tyler had mentioned, he's like, "Oh, keep it refreshing, man. I want to use that in your video." And I was like, "What song?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how come? Um, I don't know. I think um, like with our our tours, we usually pick uh, a a pretty solid set list, and we have like a few deviations from it, depending upon how long our our set list will be or how long our set will be, and uh, just never really fit in with. You know, we want to do, if we're doing Europe, we want to be banger, 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 banger. We just want everyone to just be crushed the whole night. And that was, that's more of a non crusher Yeah, yeah. So before you dive into like now where you're at, so let's go, let's go past that. Okay. You guys have found like who you are, this new sound. Keep taking us on a little bit of your journey there. Cause I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by it. Cause I don't know that story. So, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a weird it's cool. Yeah, it's it. It's 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 trippy being like close to forty now and looking back at everything and how it it all came about, and like the goals that we had and and how they just we just we smashed them. And I mean, my personal goals like just smashed them. And it was like I never thought that I would have gotten to where we got to. There's a lot of people along the way that helped. Like we were involved with the Fox Seeds, which you're obviously familiar with mm-hmm. and um like todd hancock man like that dude is integral for us winning seeds he championed us like just That's the guy awesome. is, he's a saint he's the man he's the man he's the man todd cast podcast todd cast podcast brought to you by pineapple sound that was awesome it's a circle of life we're uno- <laughs> we're unofficially sponsored the pineapple podcast unofficial sponsor Podcast, podcast, but but yeah, man, he uh, brought to you by him, him, and <laughs> and, and and a lot of other people like like Danger, uh, Dunner, like these are all guys who are just like no longer with C Fox, um, but so iconic at the time when they were though, so iconic, and totally. Todd, and Todd, and I've said this to him probably every time I see him, uh, that he. No oh, man, he just he shouldn't have t- they they made a horrible mistake. I know. I, that's kind of when I stopped listening too. Yeah, it I just it blew me away. It blew yeah. me away. Like I thought he was the most uh, are we going to talk about Todd or are we going to talk about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, why we brought you here? Let's Love talk about you, Todd. Todd. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man. No, like th- those dudes they they definitely helped us through and like we were still like these like bright-eyed like dummy kids and you know we, we had like the search like i said was our big tune and 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 c fox pumped the hell out of it and and i remember when we submitted for seeds it was like there's no way this is gonna happen like there's just no way like we're too heavy comparable to all the other bands out there and we got into the top three and it was like holy shit like wow like how did this happen and then yeah we i guess we weren't in the top three we, we got into the next stage and then we, when we did get into the top three and realized, holy shit, I'm going to play the Commodore. That was literally at the that's time, insane. my number one goal as a musician. Oh, I was like, cool. if, if I play the Commodore, I know I've said it a million times. If I play the Commodore, I die the next day. I die a happy man. And yeah, we played the Commodore and like, it was just. How was that sound check? Like the best sound check ever, right? He, pa- he passed out before, so he didn't yeah. get to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. so happy. <laughs> I fainted. Oh no! Yeah. Let's do it again. Passes out again. <laughs> you know, and like the Commodore is such a, it's such a, uh, uh, it's, it's it's a scary a venue. It's, it's a treat. But when you're like when when you play there for the first time, it's like it's such a different venue. 
I, I played all over the world. There's there's only even two venues where they have you know the the stagehand who comes up and and gets you to line up and they they count you in. They got the headphones and they go okay five four three and get out there. And I remember the first time that happened, I was like. Holy this is it. shit, man! Like, <laughs> we made it. Yeah, and uh, and then the only other place in the world was, it was someplace in the Netherlands. I can't even remember where, but yeah, like Commodore is like beyond a treat. It is, it is like, it, it was a dream. It's still like if I got asked to play the Commodore tomorrow, which I mean, I'd be the only guy in <laughs> in, in well over a year to play there. But but yeah, like it, it just every time just blows my mind. Just That's blows cool. my mind. So was that after you you guys were you did the seeds thing yeah. and then you won yeah and then you got signed after that and then you started doing your tours kind of expanding yeah your, your not footprint? not right away not right away like we did the whole Western Canadian thing we we did fly out to Toronto and did like Canadian Music Week and, and that was super cool and and you know we rode that wave and uh, and yeah I think we did a really great job networking, mainly Ryan, because Ryan is just a god at that kind of thing. I'm sort of in the corner, just like, I'm the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I, I, I feel like we did all the right moves. We shook all the right hands. And, uh, and everything from there on out was just like, like getting on tour with, with Monster Truck was a really yeah. cool, was a oh, really yeah. big one, was a really big one. Huge. It was just playing all these huge venues. I, I remember I remember getting sort of a loose offer on on the Monster Truck tour where they were like, "Yeah, you could potentially be doing the Western Canadian run." And I was like, "Shit, I'm going to Mexico." And flew it to Mexico and we got the call and they were like, "Okay, hey, we need you to you're going to play the Commodore on uh whatever it was Friday night and then you're going to Winnipeg and, and back." And we we're like, the boys are like, dude, you got you, you got to fly home. I had a stand and it could have gone in, but I was like, there's no friggin' way I'm gonna miss out <laughs> playing the Commodore no with Monster way. Truck. There's just no way. That's commitment. So, so I flew home and uh, actually got flagged in customs. Hilarious story. They they uh, they swabbed my bag and and said that I had uh, ecstasy and cocaine traces in my brand new luggage and. And I was like dying, sweating, hungry, like hungover, just death in friggin' Pearson Airport, going through customs, thinking I'm gonna get thrown in jail. And I'm like, no there's, there's no drugs in my bag, you idiots. And, <laughs> but yeah, and and the, the the guy said, I'll never forget, he had his computer, the screen kind of turned away from me, and he's checking my backstory. He's like, well, you're going on tour with who? And I'm like, uh, I poke my head around, I see his computer. I'm like, oh, you're on our web page. Go on our tour our tour tab and he's looking at the tour and like like there you go bud like <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah we played the commodore that night and it was just like that was the same day uh like you got back from not, customs sorry. like on the night of the show not that no no that, that was not gonna insane. happen that was not gonna happen i was <laughs> i probably went home and puked and slept for 18 hours but uh but no um the next day or whenever it was yeah it was the next day played played uh, Commodore and then did the Western Canadian run. And yeah, that was just like, holy shit. The next level is kind of, it, it's coming. We go, we're, yeah. we're, we're down that road, you know? And, uh, we played steel Panther two nights at, at the Commodore, which was just absolutely That's insane. Mind fuck crazy. Um, but yeah. And then like what first year we went on tour in Europe, uh, 
would have been like 2015 with Mono Lord. And that was, that was like, it's, it's blowing my mind still thinking back to that. Mono Lord, I don't know if anyone knows who they are. They're no. a doom band and like they're phenomenal doom band. If anyone likes doom, they're doom. probably the best doom band out there. I don't even know what doom I, is. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what doom is. Either. <laughs> it's uh, sort of a mix of Sabbath, but maybe a little slowed down. Okay, um, that's cool. But anyways, we were like terrified. We we're like, holy shit, we're going on tour with this like Swedish doom band. They all look like like serious rockers, and <laughs> and we met them, and it's seriously the nicest dudes. Probably the nicest dudes of any band I've ever toured with. I absolutely love them with all my heart. That's awesome. Is Best that the dudes. is that the one you have the the video of the drum off? Uh, no, while that, you guys were on tour. No, is, that's that's oh, Robbie that's from Truck, Truck Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. So, yeah, I mean, that's like, like I say, every step along the way that we've ever done, I mean, in my eyes, it's always been like, there's just no way that's going to happen. There's no way it's going to pan out. There's just no way. It's like, the more you think that something's going to happen or that you want said outcome, the less chance it's going to. It's like the, 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 more you think it's not gonna happen the more chance it's gonna happen and i don't know why it's just always seemed to work out like that for for us for me so it's been awesome yeah every step along the way this whole we hunt buffalo project has just been phenomenal phenomenal maybe you set it off on the right foot was you guys are just being yourselves right and that's why you're able to continue to produce you know, not only music that's phenomenal from that qual- like like quality and caliber, but also too, you're there's more of a purity and a joy in it because you are being yourself. So not having to struggle, like you said, like you like and I, and that's the thing is with yesterday's forgotten is like enjoying the process with them as well, but just being like, ah, oh, we're spinning in the mud here. Mm-hmm. And then with this, it's like holy shit! Like that's what it actually looks yeah. like to be like we're firing on all cylinders. We're who we are. This is it. We're aligned with the right team, mm-hmm. and the team is just taking what you naturally do already and just going, hey, we're just going to help facilitate, get you from A, a to B. Yeah. And then get you from there to another B and another one, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so cool. That's why I was so excited to hear, like, from w- what changed. Because, man, like, think about if you didn't. You're like, no, 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 we really shouldn't do this song. Yeah. It's so different. We should really steer it back this way. Because I remember that even, too, writing certain tunes where I was like, oh, wow, this is really taking us into a should we do it mm-hmm. kind of place. And it's like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's us. Why not? Yeah. Like, give it a go, and I love that. So, well done. Yeah, and yeah, thanks, for, for you guys to achieve such a heavy, big sound with the trio is impressive as well, because it's like... Yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of that is the wizardry of Ryan Forsyth. Um, yeah, I mean, when we started off Yesterday's Forgotten, I think we, at one point, we even tried getting a, a sax player? No, nah, what the hell was it? We had, our, our buddy Grant was in there playing keys, we had a couple guitar players. Like we had all this shit going on, and and then when when it was just the the three of us unified with with we hunt buffalo, and we figured out the sound, and Ryan discovered how to work a loop pedal, is when things really sort of changed and really took off. Took off, and it, and it. It helped so much with the live show. I mean, obviously in the studio, you don't really need to use the loop pedal because you just go in and track over top of it, right? But everything you hear that's 
that's a loop guitar that's uh, uh, an overdub guitar on a record Ryan can do it live like and I mean he can he can nail it live and no no quantization yeah you gotta actually like play yeah, it and yeah it and tap your foot that's right so cool. the guy's a freaking maniac for it because there's, <laughs> there's ways there's ways around it to quantize yeah yeah but he's just no it's just it's always been and and it's becomes a, a serious challenge, especially for me, because I'm banging on cymbals and and like nine times out of ten, any of the loops that's going on is me just crashing the shit out of a cymbal. So if I'm not hearing exactly what he's playing, then I can follow the loop really easily. So it becomes more of a body gesture, like you're following his movements. And so like if you've oh, seen our cool. live shows a lot of the time, Ryan will look over at me and he'll literally go like this. He's giving that, you cues, man. Yeah, that's so that, cool. And, that's awesome. And, and yeah. that mainly means that, hey, Carter, catch up or, or slow down. You're <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> 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 and even with that, man, it, it can get really hard. Yeah, like it's, that's it's funny. Definitely, it's a whiplash a, moment. Looping ain't easy. Yeah, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing. In-ear monitors really help. They really help. And uh, it also really helps that when you go on a European tour and you bring your own mixer with your in-ears to make sure that it's 240. Oh, no. You don't plug it in in Berlin in your first fucking show and blow the thing up and go, well, there goes my in-ears for the rest of the tour. Oh, no. Did that actually happen? Well, that actually happened. It sounds like it happened. (laughs) It wasn't like, as an example, you know, that would be the worst. It didn't happen to me, but no, that happened to me. (laughs) Oh. Oh, no. Are you guys running a metronome as well at the same time? No. I was uh, thinking, how would you be doing like with the looping and that, oh that's my the thing goodness. Is, you throw in a metronome with it. It's just, no, there's that's just not, no way. You got to feel it. Because there's no quantize. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Holy. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip. Ryan, like I say, he's a bloody wizard, man. Yeah, he, uh, that's cool. And and he's he's always expanding on how he can do things and, and where to loop and what to loop and not just looping you know, like a droney note, because that, that, that happens a lot. And then he just tweaks shit and, and, you know, adds weird delays and stuff. And it, like, it just creates this whole atmospheric, crazy That's sound. Cool. But he's, he's looping, you know, melodies and all kinds of cool shit. Like, he's just, he's a loop master. Loop daddy. Loop daddy. Him and Mark Rebier should get together. Yeah. Loop, oh, he's amazing, is. eh? <laughs> That's so cool. Mark Rebier. That's how you say his stoner. name. Yeah. yeah. I always yeah. said Mark Ribolet. R- Ribolet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's French or some shit. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, he really he, is. You know, he, no idea. He, he basically does, um, he's got a a really nice, I think it's a boss, but it's a loop tabletop. I think it's, loop, I think it's called Loop Station. Loop Station. Um, and it's, I think it's like the RC505 or something like that is the model number of it. But it's, it's awesome because you do five different um, looping sequences and it's just nice and easy to play and pause and add, and you can mm. just be keep on stacking on it. And it's just such a nice, easy controlling with faders and effects. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah. But he's just such a talented musician. He can play everything. It creates just great melodies. Yeah, he's classically trained. And he's got genius. so much like he's... soul and funk and sass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll show you. I'll show yeah. you. Awesome. I, I wish yeah. I was Matt right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You haven't. Yeah, seen you it? haven't experienced. You were lucky. Yeah, he's got some really great vocals too. Uh, I'm he's like, so what's? Uh, there's one, but like fucking a flamingo or something. Is like, he? I notice he can, he goes back to the same kind of like theme a few times. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa, 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 <laughs> and he gets like five voices, and it gets so like 
Yeah. Like such a choir, and it just sounds like, yeah. and he just keeps making the even bigger and even bigger. How long are his songs? He does two hour streams oh of him my looping. Yeah. That's one thing I remember uh, being fascinated with people that could loop properly because I knew enough of how bad I was at doing that kind of stuff that like even just working like you know multiple pedals at once I was like I wish I had more limbs right. and then you think <laughs> yeah. of like you know when I'd see guys properly use them so that's yeah. really fascinates me with like Ryan talking about him being like the wizard because I think there is a level of like musicianship and wizardry because yeah, you definitely really you, you can be a fantastic musician but it does not mean that you'll know how to use one properly to achieve otherwise everybody would have done what he's done mm-hmm. but it actually does take that secret level of like mastery that you're like and like did he just get one one day and be like I'm just going to give it a go and then just yeah like legit yeah. that's so cool he got a line six it was a green one I can't yeah remember I remember that called, one yeah. awesome and he still like legit uses this this green line six yeah. I think yeah. it's his second one which is hilarious because the, the guy's a, he's a big dude He's got big, giant, friggin' feet, and I've seen him smash those things to absolute hell. And they still go. They still go. Yeah, they still go. That's awesome. So funny. And yeah. I remember, I remember uh, we were playing at um, uh, what's that Van Festival in Calgary. Um, oh boy, this is this is bad. Um, A Van Festival? Holy shit! Isn't it VanFest? No, no. <laughs> there, there is one it's called VanFest, so right? <laughs> there, there's probably multiple. I, I thought so. there was one you posted called VanFest. It's uh, actually called Mini VanFest. Mini Van <laughs> oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's all soccer moms. <laughs> Orange slices for everyone? But anyway, yeah. we were playing this, this festival, and um, and Ryan somehow acquired like a, like a little Casio keyboard or something. Like someone brought over some stupid little friggin' keyboard thing and he hooked it up with his looper and within like seconds of him using this thing he's legit looped this like amazing little thing excuse me Fucking beard hair beard hair Scott, God, anyways uh, beard hair yeah like he, he could take anything he could take <laughs> he, anything you throw at him he can and I mean, I'm not even talking looping. The guy's, he's, I'm pumping his tires big time right now. Ryan, I love you, big guy. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a fucking wizard. So we should have had Ryan on the show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's coming on next. Okay. That's it. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's time. also, what is he also, also famous for his work on Game of Thrones too, right? Yes. He's a stand-in for Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he, but he like doesn't him. he doesn't do any of the cock shots because uh, Dinklage has actually got him beat on that. He's the- <laughs> <laughs> and you know this. <laughs> I've known him for a long time. He's been on tour. <laughs> okay. Back to VanFest. <laughs> it was at VanFest. <laughs> Vantopia. 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 There you go. Jesus Christ. I'm That's a sack awesome. of shit for not remembering that. You remembered it. Yeah. Arlen uh, from Calgary. Um, Palomino Smokehouse. Fucking that dude's the shit. Vantopia. Oh, man. Calgary. That's one of my favorite places. And yeah, Palomino Smokehouse. You want the best fucking barbecue in all of Alberta, probably in all of fucking Canada, possibly the world. That's where you got to go. Calgary or Calgary? Calgary. Calgary. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You settled that, Tyler. Mm. So, so why? What do you? What do you say? I say Calgary. 
Really? Well, I probably that, say Calgary a lot. Calgary. To be honest, it's yeah. his friend Cal Gary. Cal Gary. Cal Gary. Cal, I went to visit Cal, Cal Gary. It depends on how you say it, really, or when when it, you're saying it. It's completely about how you say it. Or it's it's, it's kind of <laughs> when that's, that's it depends on the context. That's the whole point. It feels it's to me the like context. It, it's potato. It's yeah. the, the context. Potato. Well, in all honesty, no it's just how you say it. That's the point. The emphasis on the wrong syllable. Welcome to Calgary. Have you ever been to Calgary? You know? so that just sounds sound. totally different. C- sound can we move on? Let's move on. But that barbecue did sound good. Oh, I kind of want it it's now. It's the best. Vantopia. 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 Okay, so what's next for you guys? Okay. What's... Okay, so there, there's a lot going on. Um, Ryan just got a microtonal guitar, which is fucking cool. What does that mean? Okay. Uh... I am not a guitar guy, so... Um, Use drum words. <laughs> drum words. <laughs> Skins. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to divert a little here to, um, to a band that I can say is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. They're probably the most talented, most obscure, most listenably obscure, phenomenal bands from Australia called King Gizzard Lizard. and Lizard Wizard. Fucking no band out there is doing what these guys are doing. They've done so many fucking albums. I think they did like They're like cool. like six or eight albums in one year. Whoa! Yeah, two like, drummers. Ridiculous. They only have one now, which oh. which kind of yeah. I'm kind of I almost wrote them off for a minute yeah. there, but <laughs> they wore the second out <laughs> too but, much. Yeah, I yeah they probably did. But anyways, um, they've got a few albums where they use these microtonal guitars, and now it's like the frets are spaced like tighter and and there's more of them and it's it gives you this sort of like middle eastern sort of vibes yeah, okay, kind of sound. I get you. yeah yeah super trippy like uh flying microtonal banana is a i'm pretty sure their first record they did with with microtonal guitars just weird as shit so anyway ryan uh funny enough was he he lives in like courtney wherever on the island yeah near courtney um and he was researching these guitars because we're just big giz heads and he found this dude. It's like one of the few people in the world who makes them. And the guy lived in fucking Courtney. Of all the places. Like, <laughs> super weird. So he didn't buy, uh, like, a full guitar. I think the guy just made made the, the neck and slapped it on one of some other guitar Ryan had or whatever. But anyways, Ryan now has this microtonal guitar. So I think the plan is that we're going to make a microtonal record. Crazy. Oh, cool. Which I'm super stoked on because that's just some weird shit. And Ryan's been sending us little snippets, little little uh, little tidbits of what he's been working on, and it's sounding so. We hunt buffalo microtonal. That's so awesome. I'm very excited. So about that. when you so, I'm super curious. Like, what is it? It just means that you have much more range to work with. Yeah, and I feel like the notes are more like minor. Like there's oh, really? more of a minor sound well, to it's, it. It's like uh, different parts of the world use a different uh, scale for different. Their That's scale. what I was gonna ask so you. Is, yeah. Instead scales. of being 12 semitones, they're, they're completely different. There is no A440. It's like, it's 448 or whatever it is, and it goes off of a completely different... Yeah, I don't know. It's all nerd is shit. Is that but like all like really cool. That's really cool. Does that have anything to That's do with cool. like Lydian and Mixel? More no, nerd shit. I don't are, know those are, those are uh, different, <laughs> different ways scales? of... scales? Starting, starting the note on a different thing in our tempered tuning, but it's a different type of tuning. That is cool. Nerd! <laughs> yep. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like, um, that, that's, that's a cool 
project that we got on the go, and and I I would really like to see that come to fruition. So he's like distorting and looping with a totally different scale. Yeah, yeah. Rad. So it's like Middle Eastern. We have buffalo. I don't know. Yeah, because you'd have yeah. to adapt. Everybody else would have to adapt to that sound, but it would still it would be we hunt buffalo with that sound. Yeah, that's really cool. The interesting thing is that like. From what I know of of the bands that I know and listen to, which is like spanning genres, like I mean, anyone knows me knows that I listen to like the heavy, crazy doom, whatever, black extreme death metal, to like super chilled out trip hop, friggin' drum and bass, house music. I love it all, but I don't really know any anyone else who's doing microtonal, and so. It'll be really cool to be in that, you know, to yeah. to like throw yeah. our, our hat in the ring. Totally. I'm excited for it. That's yeah, I'm looking forward cool. to hearing some of that. I, someone else had mentioned to me about Microtonal recently, too, so I wonder if it's, uh, maybe that's the next thing. Well, check out King Giz. Any other, any... I love King Giz. Yeah. Rattlesnake. Oh, yeah. Rattlesnake. <laughs> they got, um, it, I like that they're kind of quirky and goofy, too, and they don't yeah. seem to take themselves too seriously. Like one of the music videos for that rattlesnake, the one guy slaps the vibro, <laughs> and he basically like it's just right when he hits it, he's just like staring right at the camera, just kind of like almost like old English humor. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're super weird. They're Australians, so like, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, they're on another level. They're on a different That's level. Awesome. They're they're like the the new the the this generation's Almond Brothers, but like with like I think more LSD, maybe maybe I don't know. That would be impressive. That would be very impressive. I yeah. I dig them. Yeah, that's cool. That... But so so back to, to other things that we've got on the go. We um, we are currently remotely writing our next record. And uh, remotely through what is going to be Pineapple Sound Studio C. Boom. Um, and this is my little drum studio that Dave and Tyler have been helping me with and been very patient with me and my... You know, I mean, I'm just a drummer, so throw, <laughs> throw like, XLR cables going into there and input and output and all that shit. I, I've learned a fuck ton from these guys. It's been and really I, handy having you around while we've been leveling things, right? <laughs> yeah. It's been very handy having you around <laughs> to keep myself from burning it all down to the yeah. ground from rage of, like, why is this not working? Why? Where but, does the head go? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, uh, I, I've built a pretty fucking cool little studio it is awesome out of out of sort of boredom and i mean necessity for my own sanity through all of what's going on like not being able to play not being able to connect with friends and like i i really like just jamming with with my buds i've been using jam because i'm quite a bit um but you know getting the boys on board and and us now able to send tracks back and forth and and write that way has been really really cool it's been a big challenge but it's been it's been fucking awesome and it just gets better and better and better every time i go in there and the tunes are they're starting to come out but we did it and we got got together had a good writing session got bare bones of what the next album's gonna be got very good idea of of the direction of how things are gonna go and now we're we're plugging away and getting it, getting it together, putting, you, putting demos together right now. Are you guys more the band that like has way too much material and cuts it down to the album, or do you have no like already know like no, it has to be this many songs? Like, um, I don't think we've ever had like too much material. Like, I mean, we've had too much, but it's never been like 
we've got 40 songs. We got to cut it down to like 11. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of bands that are like that. Yeah, they which are is crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, we probably got like maybe four, maybe five that got to be cut. I would say, uh, we've cut a few of them already. Um, so yeah, it's getting down to, I mean, we're, we're, we're not even done the demos yet. Um, that's probably my fault because I'm building the studio and I'm very fucking picky. (laughs) And when it's like my own thing, I gotta, it's gotta be a certain way. It's gotta be perfect. We like it. And I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm there. So now it's just, just send me the shit. I'll send it back. And are you doing that just with? the band or are you doing that for other people i yeah i've got so much shit on the go it's ridiculous uh i should probably start saying no (laughs) (laughs) no having a hard no having a hard time doing that i'm working uh with my buddy sean simpson he's actually the older brother of our old bass player brendan simpson uh johnny bootleg he calls himself uh he's solo dude plays around town he is working more right now than I've known anybody pre-pandemic working. Like, he's just, he's like, he's the man. He's so in demand. I think the soccer moms just love him or something, but he's he's in the, all the breweries and the restaurants and shit, doing his solo thing. That's funny. He's got it fucking dialed. The guy's, he, he knows he, he knows what people want, and, and he's fucking nailing it. So I'm very, very, very happy to be part of that project. I'm the new drummer. I will be... As restrictions ease up, I'll be hopping on board and doing some shows with him. And are you tracking uh, on, like, are you guys building an, an album, or are you basically just working on... We are building an album. Awesome. Are, you're doing that remotely as well. Yeah, yeah. I love how it's not saying writing, it's building. It just yeah. sounds so much more epic. Constructing. Constructing. Because it is. Yeah. So did you... We are engineer. No, I guess the <laughs> engineering goes different ways. But anyways, yeah. It, I Super stoked, man. He's such a rad dude. Uh, that's a dude who's like persevered and like he quit uh, a, a job that could have fucking had him set for life to pursue music on his own he was like i know some people were like yeah he's fucking crazy the guy had a fucking gas guard and a truck and 100 <laughs> grand a year and no man he's he's killing it he's absolutely fucking killing it uh we should all strive to be like sean and take those fucking risks because he's really he's yeah Making some he's, good stuff. He's killing it. And, and yeah, like I say, I'm very, 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 very ha- happy, humbled, and stoked to be a part of the project. That's cool. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Johnny Bootleg. Johnny Bootleg. When you set up your studio, did you, um, you're talking about being picky and all that stuff, and then you also talked about, so, you know, that other previous experience. So you said it was one of the best experiences. Uh, what producer was that? You said... Uh, juice Mix? Was that what it was? You said no, you, no, 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 no. With, this, juice, the, uh, with Jesse oh, Gander? Yeah, you were saying it was just one of the, the hive. So clearly... Also, just like, what does that mean to you? Like setting up your space because obviously you want it to be a place where you you feel the best too, right? So, and then working with all these other people, um, I actually think it could be incredible to be honest. To like to have you set up this place that you're like, no, this is here. I'm comfortable. I'm this. So, what's that like? Like, what did it mean to you to set it up so that? Like, what were some of the things you're like? I have to have this. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> if you've ever been in a uh, like a really high-end studio like like the one i'm sitting in right now where they've got all the best mics they got all the best interfaces and 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 just simple things like like your little headphone mixer yeah you know like little things the the little things (laughs) 
The little things are, are, to me, as big as the big things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very picky. And, and I feel like it's just because I've, I've had the privilege of being in all these other spaces where all this shit's just like yeah. right in front of you. And, yeah. and it all works so fucking easy. Yeah. But believe yeah, me, sounds good. when you're a dumb drummer, it doesn't work that I easy. I feel like every drummer needs to have like an, an, a Legolas quiver of drumsticks. Do you have just yeah. like <laughs> an endless pile of drumsticks in this drum studio? You can just always have a new stick. Uh, yeah, I, I, I go through a lot. I, you know, I probably don't go through as many as, as most guys. I'm not, I'm not a big guy. I'm not like a super heavy hitter. Um, but I know how to hit them too. I know how to hit them so you don't break them every fucking. You know, For those every of you show. not watching the uh, video, he's got 14 inch biceps, uh, <laughs> legs like tree trunks, like William Wallace, and he's seven feet tall. Keep it going. So sorry, where is this guy? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, there was there was a lot of things like important things on my checklist. I wanted lots of channels. I didn't want just you know I I don't want just one on my kick, one on my snare. You know, rack, rack, whatever, overheads. Yeah. I want, I wanted, you know, I wanted really, I wanted to cover all my bases and then some. And so, yeah, I've got the uh, Scarlet 18, 18i20, 18 third generation. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and we got that all set up and, uh, and I, I wanted more. I wanted more out of my kick. I wanted more out of my snare. So I had to make sure I was able to get. Uh, another mic I have capability for I mean I, now I have capability using my ADAT through my little Mackie Blackbird uh, interface beautiful um, so those are synced up and I've now I've got I, I guess 18 channels through through this ADAT and ADAT I'm, I'm saying it like it's like this ADAT thing like it's geek. from the future it's because it's <laughs> yeah, what, a geek. what a geek yeah totally. <laughs> no but I mean it's new to me and like like figuring out how to use that part of what gear I had available to me was a game changer because yeah. it was just like okay shit now now it's gone from like a studio that like I was going to use just to to bounce tracks back and forth with the boys to like holy shit I now have like some comp- some comparable gear to like a big studio so it's soundproof to shit it's I've got fucking TVs all over the place I can fucking watch Rick and Morty and and fucking track shit and have show me what awesome. you got. I, like, but but how I'm, do you feel like the hardest part about your studio though is how do you feel drumming in there knowing that someone could be listening to you at any point? I I try not to think about that. I also try not to think about the fact that Mike Fraser lives yeah. like sixty feet away from That's me. That's what I mean. Yeah. See that? Yeah, that kind of like. <laughs> I thought you said it was soundproof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Trump's, hope so. On, on, on those days when I'm really sucking, I hope it's soundproof. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's no. I mean, and it is obviously important too to to make sure that you don't piss off all the neighbors. Yeah. So there was a, a lot involved in, in soundproofing yeah. it, and right? I got a lot of help, like I say, from Tyler and Dave, fucking the Saints. That's awesome. But but yeah, no, I I I, I unexpectedly was able to build a studio that that I mean. You boys were like, okay, hey, like we can have you as Studio C, like it's that good of a space, uh, it's utilizable, not just for me. I could have other musicians in there too if I wanted to, but ah, fuck them. I'd just rather do it myself. <laughs> yeah. So I I love it. It's my little fucking drum cave. Every time I go in there, I'm more and more excited because I'm learning more. I've I think I've learned as as far as my knowledge has gone. 
I'm, I've sort of peaked. And then for me having pineapple working with me, I can throw shit at them. Be like, okay, here's, here's all my drum tracks that sound fucking awesome. They can help me mix it or they can mix it themselves. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like I can pump out some fucking serious shit out of that studio. And I'm so fucking happy about it. That's cool. And anybody can like, anybody can reach you just through your Instagram and reach out like, anyone in the anywhere in the world can just either send you their tracks yeah and the really cool thing is even with remote recording like if there's a producer who wants to have you jump in on a session and say they don't want to just send you a track and have you just put some drums on top if they want to actually work with you on We're the drums doing it live you yeah. can connect with them well, through da- session wire dave and i dave and i have already been doing that yeah we've yeah we've, we've worked with some with well with one dude so far and, yeah and more to come I mean, I I got just through word of mouth through all my friends and shit. Um, I'm I'm starting to to build on it, and it's it like it was an unexpected thing that I'm now like so fucking stoked on. I mean, I've been playing the drums thirty six and a half years, I guess. Crazy. And um, to be able to have something not only that I can connect with with my boys, and and write the things that are important to me, but to be able to just always have music available yeah to to anyone who you want to like throw me something send me a track you know I'll, I'll 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 jump on it right it's not necessarily easier just to program your drums right like so you could send them to you and it wouldn't take you very long because you're a pro and you know what you're doing and you listen to the song you'll get an idea right away right so especially being like comfortable set up you know that that and that's one of the cool things. That's why I kind of reference back to that other studios that you said like it just felt so good, and yeah. that's one of the things that I know. Um, I think everybody that's a musician is always like we've gone into those studios where it's like you just don't feel it, and yeah. it's tough because like what happens when like you know in the band the other guys do and you don't. Yeah, had that before. That's but yeah. having a place like that, that's what's gonna ask what it's been like with you working with your you know your buds like like writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I heard a story actually during the pandemic. I was reading something about how it's sort of taken us back to where bands would like write a piece and have to send something to the rest of their band who happened to live somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, we're back to that. Like, right? it's kind of a cool yeah. thing. So to hear it's that you guys, neat. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. Like it's, we, we kind of think that, you know, for us, we always rehearsed together, but now I think, Oh, we could have, we might have not could have, but we might've actually been more efficient if we would have actually been set up like how you guys are set up. There's just ways of adding efficiency to the whole thing. Totally. I, you know what? For, for, for we Aunt Buffalo, it's been, it's been weird. Like, the way we always wrote before was us, you know, side by side in a room, in a room, sweating her balls off, fucking just giving her. And, and I mean, after years and years of playing together, you respond not only to the, uh, the audio, but looking your, your buddy in the eye. And he's like, he's giving you that, that, that cue, you know, that there's, there's body movements. There's, 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 there's a lot more going on. I think the more you spend writing music with with mm-hmm. people, I love the like Anticipate. disappointed look when you know you're off and everyone knows you're <laughs> off, and they just look at you and you're like, I know, don't look at me. No, generally they just don't look at you, and you look at them and you're, and you're, and you're looking for that approval, and you're like, did I fuck up? Ah, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you you start to anticipate each other, right? Oh, that's, huge, that's man, huge, huge, and and yeah. That's been sort of a challenge, I think, just because, well, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier about, like, you always want to be 
doing better than you did before. I always want to, I want more and more and more progression with us. And so it puts a lot of heat on you too, right? Mm-hmm. You know? So, so yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a challenge per se with, with We on Buffalo with the writing process, but it's just one thing that's missing Yeah, that, that you kind of miss. Totally. I wonder if that's also, uh, it's so cool to hear that because I wonder if people would feel that way if they didn't have the maturity that you guys have as a band, as a team, um, building an album is, you know, a band that's just starting out. Because I, I know what it was like when we were working with even new guys that would come on. You're right, like those cues and stuff where you're like, oh, they didn't see. Because again, yeah. too, like, if, like we all went this way, man. You went that way. Yeah. <laughs> like It's like yeah. having those missed things, but you guys have the maturity of playing together for so long that you also, too, can go, oh, I kind of see where he's going with this. Right? Yeah. I, oh, I feel this here. And like, there's a trust. Oh, there is, there is, yeah. there is. And, and yeah, I mean, it comes with just years of playing with each other. Yeah. Years of playing with each other. That sounds really yeah. fucking weird. We like to play with each other. Yeah. We're that good of friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> to put it you... less weird. Thanks, Ty. Less yeah, thanks, weird. Yeah. Was that, is that your feet you underneath the table right now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. It's a feature. It's a feature. Tyler plays footsies with everybody. <laughs> that's that's part of the podcast, yeah. <laughs> you signed up for this. You signed the waiver. You signed that thing, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you made him sign the waiver. Okay, whose foot is that? I said no fleece socks. That's the big thing. I don't do fleece. He's got open-toed sandals on again. I don't. Great. I like to footsie with bare feet. I don't yeah. touch fleece, so that's the big thing. Did you oil your feet today? Because I feel <laughs> yeah. a little off. Yeah, that's it's that, lotion. That I smell. put the lotion on its skin. Yeah. So, so, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Brought to you by do, do, Nivea. Do, do we do pee breaks in this thing? Yeah, actually, well, I was going to bring that up uh, because... No, we don't. We want to show you. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, I saw you humping a bumper yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah I'm and, humping uh, a bumper for sure. Yeah. Like don't pee on Tyler's feet. So this is actually a perfect time... We want to. So there's actually two parts. There's an audio part where we're going to show one of your songs, but the video for YouTube, we're actually going to give you a tour of uh, Pineapple Studio C. Uh, but for now, for the audio side, what song should we show? Or are we going to surprise them? Um, you know, like, uh, shit. You had all this time. <laughs> no, I know, but like, like if I want to, like, I mean, if this, if this, if this podcast is about me, okay. <laughs> It is. It, 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 is. it is okay. about you. Honestly, my favorite tune that I think we've ever written is from our first full length. It's called Harry Berry, and Ryan plays sax on it. And I remember when we wrote that song, and we yeah, we recorded it at, at the Hive. I remember when we wrote that song. It was like the closest I came to tears from like hearing my own material and being like, holy shit, man, that's me. We did this. This is this is me. This is like, wow, holy fuck. It, it, that's it has awesome. This, it has this sort of like progressive, like almost sort of like tool vibe to it. Awesome. And like Ryan's ripping on the fucking Barry Sax. Like, <laughs> like when do you hear that in Stoner Rock? You know? No. Like, so that's like probably one of the songs that's that awesome, I man. wish I could see a band play live, but I know that lugging around a saxophone is so inconvenient if that's not normally part of the rig. You know well, what I mean? Well, Ryan, he uh, he had a hair, he, he had a Barry saxophone. A Harry Barry. He had a Harry Barry. He had a Barry. I just sax. got that. He had a Barry sax um, like since he was a kid because he played it in in school because he was a fucking nerd. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> see, Dave just got that, it now. Oh. Just, I'm like, oh, because it's a Barry sax. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Thank you. Hey, this is the last hey, one. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Hey, hey Dave's Dave. here, man. I, I, I figured it out. <laughs> Go on. So he, he played it in. in Hello? <laughs> Hello? Ground control. How bad do you have to pee? I want to hear the whole story. 
no, no, I can, I can, I can bang out the story. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can go whenever you want. I'm, I'm gonna. We're gonna cut this. <laughs> okay, well, we'll show the song. Uh, what's it called again? It's called Harry Berry. Harry Berry in three, two, one.
Well, thanks for sharing your story. Like, it's so nice, cool because it's neat to hear just where you started and then you can see the pure joy in your face as you've enjoyed every step along the way and and that's the thing is that again going back to that like being able to be yourself to be the authentic you in your music but also just in who you are and also you're surrounded with some awesome guys so that's the other thing too that makes it a phenomenal experience as well is that you know we've talked about this in the past but it's like sometimes we set these just crazy like i have to be this and it's an improper metric so when we don't attain that then we don't feel like we're successful and each one of us has gotten to different places in our musical careers but the fact that we've been able to even say that we have musical careers in my mind is is a success because you're right there's a lot of people that you know when they don't hit that first thing within like six months it's like i'm a failure and it's like no 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 like i love that you're like you know you enjoy um all the little steps as you go you be open to change because all of us can say that our careers kind of didn't just do this they they did a whole bunch of stuff yeah but when you're not open to it um it it can be um you know i don't know i've got too many things going through my mind but one of them no, is man, that I'm, I'm right on with i it. think it's so cool that you set like you know one of the things that we were encouraged to do right off the top as well was to set like small attainable goals and that gave us you know whether that be like hey like this week like we're going to really work on these songs get these songs like we did it right like at the end of the week we did that and it was just this momentum that kept going versus like okay no we have to have an album of like because we were the band that would write like 50 tracks and then you know it's like okay we got to cut it all out but it's like it sometimes it felt so crazy trying to go like if you said 50 but like let's just write two this week it's like oh i can do that i can have my sleep right and it just makes and so i think being you know, when you're sharing about that, about enjoying and like, and actually like people being honest with each other, I think is one thing that it's, I just want to thank you for that. Cause it's very refreshing to have somebody that's, you know, brave to come out here and also to share like, dude, like we're super proud of you. Like of everything you've done, we're excited to have you on here. We're super stoked about it. Thank and you. you've been honest. And that's the thing is I think people need to hear that. It's like, yeah. Like I remember the first time, like I met a band that I was like, wait, you're all working still. And yeah. they had, but they didn't, they never told us. I, I found out like secretly Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they've been trying to portray. And I was like, but why don't you just tell me? It's not that big of a deal. I don't think of you any less. Like, yeah. I think it's awesome that you guys are actually working two full-time jobs. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. You're working so freaking hard to, like, make this dream a reality. And yeah. in, and then, like you said, enjoying every step along the way. And then you get the fruits of it where you get to tell us these, uh, like, amazing stories and amazing things. And it's just, oh, dude, it's really exciting. So really appreciate you being here. Yeah, you Thanks, get to man. be yourself and explore and and kind of show share your gifts with the world too, right? I love exploring myself <laughs> and sharing your gifts with the world. And, well, your no, things. no one needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. It's not awesome. I said that. I, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not stock, awesome. It's not <laughs> stock statement. I retract that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for coming out, man. It's yeah, been great thanks, having you thanks on for here. Having me, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having me, cool. fellas. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Looking forward to being able to have you out, uh, have you actually at the studio and playing some live music. Oh, man. Like, when? When? S- hopefully soon. Seriously. Like, tomorrow? Ju- end of July, maybe, they say, <laughs> right? So, fingers yeah. crossed. One wow. hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> Wow. Did my acid just kick in? Yeah, no. What's going on? (laughs) We just heard a mystical voice. Awesome. But anyways, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been been awesome having you here. Watch out for the big rings. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Watch out for the big rings. (laughs) All right, thanks for tuning in to Pineapple Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vibophone. Answer the call of destiny. Hello? Ooh.
Hello. Hey, this is Destiny. How you doing? No, sorry, I'm on the phone. <laughs> with, with Destiny. <laughs> She's also known as Chastity. Okay. Cue the music. Thank you.